welcome to Magic on the Patio. I'm your host, Lauren Mahana, and I am here with my lovely astrology co-host, diva of the stars and future BravoCon celebrity, Alyssa <laughs> Belinsky. BravoCon celebrity. Be lucky to make it through BravoCon without having a nervous breakdown with all the crowds. <laughs> oh gosh, people are touching me. So oh, many no. people, so many people. <laughs> I've like, been in a crowd that big and three-ish years <laughs> I don't I've never done a con so it's a it's a new it's going to be a very new experience um yeah. you know doing a con doing crowds I mean I freak out on the subway like if there's too many people I'll just like nope I'm getting on the next one I'll wait I'll be late wait. Yeah. I don't really care if I'm ever on time for work there's no one checking that so I'm just gonna wait <laughs> Yeah, I did um, a Comic-Con in the city years ago, and that was a lot. It was a lot, but I'm wondering what the difference of, you know, kind of the nerd comic book vibe versus Bravo people, and I'm pretty sure the Venn diagram is actually, like, very overlapped. (laughs) The Venn diagram may be overlapped, but I think the, like, the, like, if you were to do a Venn diagram based on, like, crazy like delusion it's actually extremely different because like the bravo crazy delusional people versus a comic-con crazy delusional people like the people who think that they're actually going to become housewives and become famous from watching bravo are more delusional are like way more delusional than the people who just really like comic book characters (laughs) like the people who really like comic book characters I don't think they're actually, they don't think that they're actually going to become them. No, they're not. I don't, yeah, they're they're not actually delusional. They're like, like, they're they're just like, enjoy, they just like enjoy the fantasy. Yeah. Enjoy a fantasy. And I wish that Bravo people would just enjoy Enjoy the fantasy. fantasy? Yeah. Because like, because like, it's a show, it's being produced, watch it because you enjoy a television show, but stop like, like hate bashing and like yelling at people like on my astrological posts because like you you like fucking or oh, I'm sorry I don't mean okay, to swear. we're explicit at this point I like just because you hate someone that I make a meme of doesn't mean you need to curse them out in my comment section because like I'm the one making the meme not them and they're not paying attention and like it's television they're doing their job I mean, the more reality, you hate them, but it's highly produced so it's more like a it yeah. is fantasy it is not it's not real life yeah um, yeah no I, but anyways i'm really excited for bravo con even though i, I can't it's wait for our duo <laughs> we did that in sync that was funny <laughs> That's what we should do. We should whoop it up. Like I don't gonna think whoop it up. gonna be there, but like we can pretend. She might be there. You never know. I don't. I don't remember the full list of people. I know, but I mean, I know. I'm, you know what's so funny though? I told so I was like going through the list, and um, Doug was like, "Oh, good." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, you're not gonna see the the Jersey men. That's the only thing that he he would." <laughs> Frank Catania is like Frank Catania who I would leave I would leave Doug for Frank and I know Frank is not he wouldn't leave his 
girlfriend for me. I mean, but his I girlfriend thinking, is extremely hot. He's gorgeous. And I was like, damn, Frank. I, I mean, mean Frank is, good. is gorgeous. So. Yeah. <laughs> but they, but we are going to see a, jer- there is a Jersey panel yeah. on Saturday I'm that we're going to see. That. I'm excited for the So wedding. yeah, like the two big panels I think we're most excited about is the summer house, winter house panel and the Jersey and panel. The Jersey. Yeah. So like, we're very, we're very, I like to speak like I'm, I'm like, (laughs) we are very excited about this. Like we're a couple and we're very excited for me. And I, I only like, you're not here with me and you're one of them. (laughs) You're, you're a part of my (laughs) way. That's some new merch right there. (laughs) You and me equal way. I feel Um, like that's a really bad, like like a band like pop band if anyone's gonna watch our our well you're definitely trying out for an emo band uh, tonight i re i recut my normal my ball bangs but they were not cut properly so now i look like i look like uh going to shows every other week like a studded belt on uh, don't knock a studded belt. I've been actually looking for a new one. Ooh, not gonna lie. A hot topic. I hear they're bringing all of the classics back. I um, I've been looking for that. The other thing I've been actually reconsidering, like I so uh, if anyone has been following my looks on Instagram that I've been posting <laughs> like a maniac. Um, I now I'm like really feeling like uh, with my t-shirts, I need to go back and add studs to them. So I've been dazzle, like a bedazzler, but not really a bedazzler, but just like some studs back on. Like I might do some heat seal studs where I can just like iron some on. Very like 1979, 1980. Yeah. New York punk. But I mean, that's always the goal. Always. 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 I'm like, luckily I work in the fashion district and the stud, the stud store is right around the corner. That's where me and all the drag queens will go. All of those like random, like, uh, just like embezzle, not embezzlement, but they probably are embezzling. Also, yes. (laughs) You walk in and you're like, can I just like get that string of beads? They're like, no, you need 5,000. And I'm like, I just needed the one for a costume. (laughs) I just need one. Why do you have a store, a storefront if I can't buy the things? (laughs) My favorite thing is, is like, so like I work right in the fashion district in Manhattan. And there's also the, um, the, the stores that only sell wholesale Yeah. too. Like, it's not just like, there's like clothing wholesalers. So they look like they're a store, but yeah, you can't buy an actual no. one piece of anything you have. No, I think like the limit is 20. Yeah. Like you have to like be buying for a store and I'm just oh. like, Who's buying for what stores here? Like, I want to know who's going in and out of these wholesaler stores, buying these random things because Ramona Singer. It's not even like it's very Isn't bizarre. Look, her money off of was the like in the resale business like that. She was, yeah, because she was yeah. taking yeah resale, but like, like, but that's also not like I know that business well yeah. because I work for a manufacturer, but like when a company places an order for something and then they cancel the order and then they leave the manufacturer with all the goods the goods have to go somewhere so that's where your tj maxx and your marshalls a lot of most a lot of your inventory comes from is these canceled orders 
or like a chunk of that business. And I think that's where Ramona was at, was like mm-hmm. working with the middleman of those companies. Like the liaison to, between. Yeah, to, to sell that stuff that needed to get sold. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a really fun tangent to bring up a canceled housewife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's coming back. No, I think she was. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, she's such good TV, but it's so it's just too problematic and also like I feel like there there's a time when people just need to go and a lot of these ladies just don't know when that time is yeah until they like you know get fired or do something so ridiculous that they get pushed out um but I mean gosh this uh conversation is so retrograde for us (laughs) which was our topic for today excuse me come again (laughs) what are we talking about uh yeah I think we we were talking about like what we wanted to chat with you know this episode and we're like oh should we do like a mid-month and it's like no I think we should just like talk about the retrogrades I mean how many planets it is I know I've I've memorized it now Mercury Mercury (laughs) as I try to say (laughs) and then I can't Mercury Jupiter Saturn Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, Chiron, and I think maybe some other like other planet things, asteroids that I don't necessarily 100% follow, but those are kind of the big ones that are happening currently. Like the only things that aren't happening right now is Venus and Mars, but Mars is just like rolling up. Mars is in its shadow at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So Mars is close. But Mars won't go retrograde until Mercury's gone direct again. So they're not overlapping. And there's a bunch of planets that will be going direct in October as well. But then yeah. we get into eclipse season. So yeah. So we're gonna hopefully sh- the rest of the year is, is a- I wouldn't say a pot. shit show, but it's a hot mess. It's a hot pot. It's yeah. like, it's like a, it's like, yeah, make your own, like, you know, like it's when you go to stir fry. Yeah. You know, when you go to uh, like a, fo- like, I don't know if any guys go to Koreatown and like make your own pho. Cause Ooh. that's like one of like, maybe that's honestly, what we do for, uh, maybe Ooh. we go to Koreatown. There's this one place that has the and sing karaoke. Yeah, obviously the karaoke place downstairs. And then you go upstairs and you grill your own meat and everything's really, really spicy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, the pho hot pot though, like yeah, where uh-huh, you yeah. like, you put in like all those crazy ingredients and you're like, I'm just guessing about what I'm doing here. Like, I don't know how much of this spicy, like chili I'm actually that adding into it. Delicious. And you may sweat a little, but, and it mix it all up and it's not exactly what you were planning for, but it tastes delicious. But you eat it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know how that refers to a, a retrograde, but I just liked the, well, the idea mean, of the analogy. Retrogrades. I mean, I think retrogrades are, it's a time to be introspective and test things out. You know, it's mm. troubleshooting. So yeah. yeah, I think that's a troubleshoot recipe right there. <laughs> Build your own. Build your own, see what happens and it might fail, it might not. But yeah, I think the biggest one that everyone really talks about is Mercury retrograde because it's the most common, right? So it happens three times a year. So we have our Mercury retrograding in Libra. Can I remember what the degree is? That degree is eight degrees. So, which is kind of like, it's pretty early in Libra. So it's going to be hanging out in that eight degree mark. 
kind of heading back. Oh, and then it retrogrades back into Virgo, I think, for a hot, hot second mm-hmm. towards the end. Mercury, so, yeah, Mercury does go back to Virgo. Yeah, so it, it it's going to be, I'm trying to think about themes for this Mercury retrograde. I mean, we're, all of our Mercury retrogrades for the next, what, 18 months, if not a little longer, will be in air signs. Mm-hmm. So I always think of like, you know, Mercury's ruled by, um, Gemini. So it loves air. It loves communication. It loves thinking. So these are kind of like those classic Mercury retrograde keywords and traits that I think keep popping up a lot with communication, a lot with technology, a lot with, um, thoughts, ideas, (laughs) partnerships, partnerships, (laughs) um, romantic, romantic partnerships. Yeah. Anyone who you communicate with, like on a core level questions you're gonna have a lot of uh reflecting reflecting and reviewing to revise oh gosh we're in the land of rees yeah and hmm. so it was just i was kind of contemplating like libra-ness today and i was just thinking about all of it's like really positive like light aspects of just like beauty all that venusian energy beauty and aesthetics and grace and equilibrium and then i was just like trying to think about how to reevaluate all of that but the <laughs> and thing it's I so th- messy but the thing i think that we also like to try to discount from libras is like how dark and deep they actually go and like there is a part of libra that is willing to like they want to go like they want to go deep with what they're doing yeah and like in that way that they are like next to like scorpio like they're the sign before scorpio scorpio we know like but scorpio is like kind of like we're digging far down and then we're coming back up a little and i think like libra's on that way down though and like yeah they the descent yeah descending down like it's not like Taurus where Taurus is like new and fresh Libra is like it's the beginning of the decay yeah like it's that like last hold stand where things there still could be like a a tree that's left that's not dying or like some flowers like late blooming flowers that are still left but it's still like so much I think I think sometimes like people forget like there is like a darker side to Libra with well I mean if you are going to be the sign that seeks um justice and harmony and truth you have to be able to go deep to see what's um tipping the scales right like it's going to be something that's heavy it's going to be something that's dragging you down or isn't um isn't I'm not I don't want to use words like pure but of of healthy or wholehearted or higher vibrations whatever terminology you want to use um that kind of energy yeah I don't know I'm just not uh, light it's not light not light it's dark it's I mean not dark not dark in the dark I mean I'm a Scorpio you're talking to a Scorpio and and the Sagittarius but also Capricorn (laughs) Capricorn Venus. <laughs> mm, 
just darkness. I know I was cold and I like went upstairs and I like almost put on this like yellow like sweater I got, but it scares me. So I don't wear it. So I just got my black sweater. You're like, I look <laughs> yellow one scares me. I mean, yellow's a, a tough color for. It's like a mustard. So it actually kind of doesn't look bad on me, but it like scares my soul. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I don't feel comfortable Fair. in this. I've been removing color from my wardrobe left and right recently. Because well, the season of decay, right? So yeah. there you go, changing your style. Yeah, but so back to, but Libra, like, they just, like, there is that, like, power that they have, though, that they are carrying the truth and the justice, but then, like, also are looking for partnerships, and but they appreciate aesthetic beauty at, to the nth degree but they're doing it in such a a different way than like you know how Taurus does yeah it's not from creation it's from it's from um revising or editing I almost think of it as like the purge aspect of a like a, a home edit it's, or something it's almost like okay so like Taurus is the kind of starlet Mm-hmm. where libra is the stylist Ooh, the rachel zoe yes what is her sign i feel like she's like a leo i don't know she's, she's like a virgo I don't, know. I don't know they all follow within that leo virgo libra i feel like that's where stylists where they all live. live all of them <laughs> they all live in those veins somewhere yeah yeah so i think when thinking about this mercury retrograde i don't know i'm like i'm trying to think about where in my life i can find that uh, find harmony again right and mm-hmm. and not in the way that is like contemplative anymore it's more deeper so i think that's that's a really great way of seeing the progression of air signs like with if it was in gemini which it was previously this year that's where you start contemplating you know Mm -hmm. now we're moving into libra and this is where the work begins this is where the the revisions the revising the the actual um nitty-gritty and i'm wondering and then i guess aquarius it'll be the uh application yes oh love it yes i love love that but that's where like i'm at so i'm sitting i'm sitting in myself in my air emotion self going like all right where in my life am i not balanced where do i feel this need to reassess and reconstruct and realizing it's like i'm doing i did all these things and now i need to like level up and what's the leveling up it's focusing on my mental health and like re- revising what that looks like for me. Mm-hmm. What about you? Oh, you know, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Just started a new therapy with a new therapist. Woo-hoo. No, a psych- psychiatrist. I leveled up. I you leveled from, up. You went, I went straight to I a went, psychiatrist. I went from therapy to a psychiatrist now because I needed, I needed more than therapy. I need some drugs to happen because- yeah. My mental health has been suffering greatly and I've can be kind of a terror. So I, I mean, I'm like, I seem like a nice fun person, but at home I can be difficult and extremely volatile. And I, uh, I have high anger 
I have a lot of fire signs, so I needed to uh, kind of start working on that. And so I love that. And that's similar to me. I, um, I have been in and out of therapy my entire life. It's like one of my favorite things to do. I, yeah. I love therapy. And I'd taken a few, I've taken some years off because I like outgrew a few therapists and I'm like, yeah, it's like, I never thought I was done, but I was done for then. And then over the past few months, I'm like, Ooh, I might need to level up and try a new therapist. And I, I found someone, I did some research and tested some things out and found one that goes deeper, deeper than <laughs> I've been before. That's what she said. <laughs> And it's, I mean, it's a brand new thing and I'm really excited for uh, emotional strife and possibly life will take me and, you know, what they suggest and, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for new tools. That was something that like we were talking before um, about our therapy sessions and I, I do this thing and this is, I don't know. um, I don't know what this makes me. I didn't tell the therapist this so I'm wondering if there's a diagnosis for a person like this I made a flow chart for (laughs) how I thought my therapy session was gonna go (laughs) I options it was it was a pick it was one of those like choose your own ending flow charts (laughs) I love that your brain thought of a flow chart as a way to get out your energy (laughs) Like, like I'm like not gonna read the whole thing but it was just like it was step one step two and then there's step three that had three different options <laughs> so that happen and then like I wrote down just it, it's a lot it's and you know I ended up going the right way I didn't you know utilize any of my um I would just like to point out on uh, one of her her answers on her flow chart was just lie and one of my my, uh, choose your own endings was rehearse your life story tell jokes or just lie (laughs) that was my favorite I knew I wasn't going to do that (laughs) those are like the most Sagittarius like answers I've ever heard in my entire life like practice it because or (laughs) or lie like we're just (laughs) tell jokes also tell jokes also tell jokes is highly Sagittarian yeah that is thought process in my son also your moon too and my moon you have the flow chart itself the Virgo rising yeah the Virgo that is like actually my entire and then there's a lot of scribble scrabble all around it like a psychopath so that's the Capricorn coming out of like actual emotions that are not real, They're, that are real, but are scary. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, um, it was just an interesting uh, moment in time because I haven't felt that anxious before starting um, therapy in a long time, you know, maybe because I'd been out of it for the longest yeah. than I had been. Um, but I think it's because I knew that this is like level up. Yeah. Health. Well, like, you know, it's like, you know, I'm at that point in my life yeah. where it's like, this is midlife crisis time. Yeah. You know, this Which is we're, Square we're in it. We're in it. I'm you know? in my, I'm in my Uranus opposition. I'm at the end of my midlife crisis, which 
I've started, like I say, I've been in the like midlife crisis transits for me have been since 2017. And I'm kind of at the tail end. I think 2023 is really my Uranus opposition will pass and I'll be past these midlife transits. But that's a, that's a, it's a long time to be in this like transitional state of not knowing what exactly your life is changing on such an immense level more than you ever thought. And I have to say, like, I'm with you on, I was having extreme anxiety over starting my therapy session, except instead of writing a flow chart, I just yelled at my husband. So like, this is also why I needed a psychiatrist because I get extremely anxious and upset and I don't know how to handle my anger. And instead of dealing with an irrational way, I just yell at my husband. So obviously like this isn't working out. Mm-hmm. It's causing obvious marital issues in my life. Very Aries moon of you. I know. And he's a Pisces moon. So do oh. we understand the like, like he's so sensitive and I'm so aggressive and it's just like, it's a lot, but he's like passive aggressive yeah, because he's still, a, he's a Scorpio sun, Pisces moon. And so like, he can't kind of help himself with, and he's a, a, a cap rising. So there's just like a lot of passive aggressiveness happening, but like in charge problems. And then I'm with my fire, all my fires and my Scorpio, just like, it's a lot fire, water, just like, I am the ruler, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just interesting. Cause you know, I've noticed just through my own groupings of friends and acquaintances and even on social media that this is not just something that like people who are going through these midlife crisis times or transits that are very intense in their, you know, in their natal charts. This is really a collective thing. And I think with having all of these planets just sitting, going backwards or sitting still, depending on which planet it is, you know, just like really just highlighting um, what is no longer working. And, you know, that doesn't mean that those things didn't work for you in the past or that they're wrong. They're just no longer useful right now. And I think that was, I think that's where like my anxiety was living was in the fact of like feeling of failure or like, why aren't these things working anymore? You know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, wait, I got to remember they did work and now it's time to move on. But I see that collectively um, just kind of in, in the greater I don't know, worlds, or at least our privileged, you know, westernized worlds of people sitting in this place of, of deep contemplation of like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Not where I thought my life would be or where the world would be, you know? So it's just a lot of sitting in self. Yeah. I mean, I think we all are reflecting and reviewing like where our lives are currently, like after the pandemic, like it's just been, we aren't the same people as we were in 2019. Like nobody nope. in the, I mean, like you look at the railroad strikers, right? Like oh, yeah. the railroad strikers are striking for better working conditions. That's what they're striking for. They're striking and for it's weekends. that much. It's they're, they want, they want weekends off. Yeah. Like what kind I, of I think they messed want, like, up world week worth of PTO or yeah it's not like a lot that they're asking for and like they just want better working conditions you hear about the people who are silently quitting 
who like, you know, people don't, we, the, I mean, and I think this is more of an American thing than anything, but we're looking for better work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And like, we all know that our mental capacity needs that right now. And we're all trying to get to a place that we like, we were all in such a dark place. We're coming out of the dark place, but we know that like, we want better. Yeah. And I think we're all kind of ref- like, and we're such, I think, Last year, we had a huge retrograde, but we still kind of were in the pandemic time. But this is, I was, think, the first, yeah, because it was like last, like, uh, springtime, like last May is like when we were having like a bunch of the retrogrades started. Yeah, like that's a bunch when, of like, the second waves of, yeah. Like, third wave so, like, we weren't really sure, like, yeah. feeling full out of the pandemic, which we're not out of the pandemic, but like, we're expected we decided we are out of yeah that. we're just like we're doing our lives now yeah. like yeah. a lot of us are back at work a lot of us are like you know school full-time like whatever it is that you're doing like you're expected to show up to places at this point I mean we're going to BravoCon yeah as an example BravoCon got canceled last year because it was too questionable still this time last year I know it's to have BravoCon you wear masks or not I'm yellowing it yeah I think so too. Cause I'm just like, yeah, but that's just me. I'm getting boosted like two and a half weeks before. Yeah. My so point. I just keep thinking that like, we're now fully like looking, we're in this contemplation time of like trying to make things better. Yeah. And well, I think, th- oh, sorry for interrupting. No, no, it's fine. Go ahead. I, um, I was thinking about how, you know, when you sit in these retrogrades, you 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 have to you have to build upon previous ones right and with the pandemic was such a um cornerstone or guidepost for everyone's shift like we all have this collective guidepost of where our lives changed that we can actually like really map out like how people are are generationally but also like systematically changing the collective and like what you were saying with workers rights with with the politics and elections and things just blowing up and even social changes I mean I mean look at our little mermaid who's perfect oh my god the little mermaid tiktoks is one of I have cried every single one of those tiktoks it's the most beautiful, but also one of the most like horrid things. Like, it, I'm sorry. The reason why I'm crying is not because the kids are happy. It's because they haven't been able to be yeah, happy. Exactly. That's the thing. That is that's like the fucking privilege white people have of never questioning the race of a Disney princess and to finally have one of the main princesses who everyone in one category move to being an african-american like or a black person like yeah. I, I just like it's just so messed i, I mean well, but I you know what's fresh so i had this thought i had this thought the other day or about just, how brandy was cinderella right and you know she's a, a black woman and this was in what like 1998 yeah um, and i remember as a younger person because I was a child at the point like maybe there was controversy but it wasn't like 
it wasn't like that. I, I, I don't remember seeing it being a huge deal. Do you remember it being a huge deal? I mean, like, I'm wondering I, was, I was a child, so I, don't I was know so was. much older though. Like for me, like, so, like 19... do you remember seeing it on the news? Because no. the, but the internet wasn't around. And that's like, I mean, the thing. that's like, the big thing. The big I mean, the thing. fact that you can't have reactions, like had in that time, TikTok been around and you could have reactions of girls I, yeah, of color at that time, seeing Brandy being Cinderella. Like I'm sure there's a lot of girls who like, probably have memories of that happening who were at the right age at yeah, that no, time no I'm not really talking about that yeah. but like it's more about the 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 racist aspect of it yeah. like I wonder how um if people were like the actual like true aggressive racists oh, were yeah. they that aggressive about it uh, I don't I, I don't I I'm don't know I have no idea yeah because like for every nice like happy like tiktok i saw of the like reactions from people of color seeing the new mermaid there was an equal amount of horrid responses i don't remember i mean i will not fact check this but it was something (laughs) like 1.3 million negative slash racist comments on youtube about it so messed up you know what I mean? Like, and like, you know, we're a nation of however hundreds of millions. Yeah. Are we a nation? Like, I don't mean to get on a complete total tirade, but like hearing about how freaking Ron like shipped, is just shipped all those people to not knowing they're going to Martha's Vineyard just to make a political statement. And the fact that he spent $10 million of taxpayer dollars. And now those people who were shipped there have nowhere to go no people are taking them in yeah people are the, like the, the martha's the vineyard locals, the martha's vineyard people care and they're doing their best to help them and t- are taking just, them in which is wonderful but at the same point the the fact that like that's okay i, I don't i don't I know that's literally human trafficking so yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just like I just read about it today and it's yeah. just no the news has been really and like that's the thing so I've been I've been thinking about this retrograde season and how much news has been coming out versus other retrograde seasons normally it's mm. not slow but it's muddy you know this has yeah. been very deliberate and very clear and I think that has a lot to do with Libra it's the, yeah. all the stuff the justice has been working justice it's all the stuff that's been working in the background is now actually able to see the light because this is the dark and deep dank stuff this is the political trump stuff this is lindsey graham going out the other day saying he actually wants to have a federal abortion ban what no republican oh would ever say that like real non-crazy Republicans say that because they know they're going to lose votes. I mean, I think Kansas, (laughs) it makes no sense. None of, none of this, none of it makes sense. And the whole Trump stuff, all of it is so Libra Mercury retrograde that it's like kind of insane. Like this is when the scales start to actually start to balance. I love, I love that you have brought those things together because it's a hundred percent true because it's like there is so much injustice happening and on a lighter note of injustice like for us to be watching right now this whole like erica 
Shane with the earrings thing. You watched like, her on Andy Cohen. Yes. And, and she, she, actually, she actually had to give the earrings. She surrendered. Away. She surrendered the earrings. And Obviously, I was like, Obviously, you were going to have them surrendered. You should have done it before. And that's what everyone was saying. But it's like, not, she like, could have done it on such a better way and been like, I don't need this seven hundred thousand dollar pair of earrings. Have a PR team. Like, why? Why don't you have a PR team? But the fact that this is all like it's not lost on me that like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was shot like the first day of Mercury retrograde. No, it's perfect. Like so much sense with all these, like all these plans retrograde. They shot on the first day of Mercury retrograde. Now, like we're seeing. Oh, that one's. And sisters and family balance, family dynamics. And apparently it's going to be dark. I I mean, according to Erica, no one took pictures at the end and there was no cheers. There was no, there was no resolution. And usually there's at least, even with the scariest, darkest seasons, there's There's some sort of, yeah. I mean, we've watched on Jersey where a brother and sister literally um, like we we're talking for years and the husbands beat the shit out of each other and there was resolution at the yeah end. well but also like that's not even happening. but also it looks like the new jersey resolution oh. is over yeah, there too but that darkness is i'm okay with it you know why because that's in their culture because i come from that culture i can talk about it <laughs> it's legit real it's how they roll people don't talk to each other i mean gosh i mean don't even families will not talk for 40 years over a disinvite not even a disinvite and a forgotten invite to a lower family member's birthday party type shit you know what i mean they brought a bod bod ball of mozzarella everything went downhill from there (laughs) the sprinkle cookies oh sprinkle cookies to the good old i just like wish we could be having light light it's just not light. I mean, so I was looking at like just how all of these retrogrades are going. So we have basically everything retrograding. There's a bunch, a couple things that kind of turn around in October, but then when we go into, then there's Mars retrograde in Gemini. Yeah. And then we have eclipse season. Really, yeah. we're, we're looking at a tough time until like end of January. Well, you know, it's, I mean, I'm just looking at the calendar here and like, we're going through, I mean, Pluto goes direct, then we're going to have the full moon in Aries. I'm talking in October. Yeah, we're moving into October. We're not doing Saturn, Saturn will go direct, but then we hit eclipses. Then we're going to hit Mars retrograde. Then we're going to have another eclipse. And then Jupiter will go direct and Neptune will go direct. But th- so we're going through November go into December. I mean, it's going to be better. It no, because everything's going to go. Once when things station, we know that week of things stationing with the outer planets is chaotic. Well, and that's literally the week before elections. Oh, but the elections, I, and I mean, birthday. we are going to have and my birthday, but the elections, like the, the fact that Mars is retrograde with an eclipse season during the elections of in a very important midterm election that like it, like what at what at what at what at brink is women's and like equal equality within like there's so much at stake at this midterm election and the 
fact that we're having this astrological like chaos happening I'm just like it's kind of um, fitting I mean if it was if there's no way that the world would be in reflection of the planets without it being this way right because like that's what astrology is it's a reflection of the world the world's a reflection of astrology yeah the planets aren't making us do this it's just a mirror effect yes so we wouldn't be here with no i mean because yeah there's not a there's not a tight square but there's a pretty loose square with saturn and uranus it's one of the last ones before we get out of that cycle happening Mm -hmm. towards the end of september october so i mean the the fact that we're going to have a a non-tight saturn uranus square which is really similar to what was happening on you know january 6th and all of all of the more chaotic energy of uh 2021 um popping up in the next month as well with eclipse season i'm just i'm not it's funny normally i'll be like concerned but like what else like is it aliens like i don't know what else is next i mean the aliens are definitely coming i mean i'm not concerned anymore i'm just more like uh okay like there is a massive desensitization i can't say that desensitizing oh yeah for sure i mean that is happening through living through this stuff you know what was another mercury retrograde thought since so i have my natal my mercury's natally retrograde and i i realized that this is something everyone everyone i know who has this tends to be a rabbit hole type person you know, like loves, she's just not conspiracy theorist, but just loves the energy of just like spiraling downward and in, into information. And I was thinking about the history channel. <laughs> I love where this is going. And the fact that like, when I was a kid, I'm, I'm a weirdo. My birthday is December 7th. I have loved world war two because you know, I, it's a day that will live in infamy. It's just a thing. I, I love it. Um, which is sad. But I used to watch the History Channel as a kid, and it's like literally just history, just like World War One, World War Two, Civil War, like we're talking reenactments, boring, boring things. And then all of a sudden, the History Channel turned into Conspiracy Channel. In the, <laughs> I would say around what, like the early to mid two thousands, it shifted, and I do think that's when the beginning of the desensitizing of I mean, ancient aliens, that's not a history show. (laughs) Like, do you remember the like mermaid show that came out in like, I think it was like 2013 or 14, where it was supposed to be fictional, but people thought it was real because it was on the history channel. And it was talking about the aquatic ape theory where humans actually evolved from mermaids. Okay. This is a theory. It's not even a theory. It's like a a barely an idea (laughs) put on the history channel and people actually believed it. And Uh, you think, I don't know where this conversation's going, but I'm pretty sure the history channel is the reason why we're here today. I will find some non-real facts about this and go down another rabbit hole. Uh, I'm here for this. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going, but I'm glad we got here. Oh, I'm like, there we go. I'm listening to the story and I'm like, 
I wasn't watching the History Channel because I'm not that cool. And it's not um, a cool thing to do. No, I'm as a kid. I'm just. I mean, I I love history. Well, there's a but, new. Okay, I'm not even gonna go on. But I'm also. <laughs> like like where we end i was like i know i'm like where no, we're, i know this? i know we're going somewhere where are we going we're was, going uh, at the fact that i think the history channel is the reason why the masses in western civilization and possibly all over the world are desensitized to alien conspiracies and conspiracy theories in general and i'm pretty sure that is where all of the madness has come from I mean, and I'm wondering if it's government propaganda. Like, I will cons- I will create conspiracies, but not believe in them. That's what my brain does. But like, you know, you put. I'm questions. here for it. Like, but is there, it just I mean, for entertainment? Is it to but, create sheep? Is it the government? I don't but, think it's any of it. I think it's for money. But it's also the ability but, to have a microphone called the internet to. Yeah. Like, I think that also. Storm. Yeah, it is a perfect storm because you're taking people producing things and putting it out there. But then you're also giving the people to ability to talk about it and connect with other people out there who they wouldn't have been able to have that connection because they were all random people in their houses by themselves and they never would have had the ability to communicate. I mean, and, they did have conventions, but it was not but as I mean, it's not as it's like fashion, right? Like fashion use, I'm, I'm using the things that I know. I'm sorry. This is what I know. Fashion but, but, but fashion used to travel at a much slower rate because yeah. we used to, people would go to fashion shows. The fashion shows would then be picked up with the European like designers who would then like pull it in. And then Americans would travel to Europe, like steal the designs, come yeah. back to America. And then it would be like mass populated through the entire mass. I mean, a, tre- a trend would take about two uh, years to develop. Yes. Now it's about six weeks. It's yes. So we're like, yes, our trend cycles. Very good. <laughs> but that's exactly it. But like, we're going, we're going from, yeah, a two year cycle to a six week cycle, but to get the things out there and like there's no there's no delay anymore like people in whatever bumblefuck wherever america or somewhere in brazil or well, somewhere say, like, Canada in antarctica was 20 years behind american fashion like it was like when we were in the early 2000s they were still in the 80s kind of vibe I, like i mean the fact that a canadian tuxedo is like like that's a look and we all know what that look is um but the, but there's a reason why they call it Canadian tuxedo and um but the like but that's the whole thing like everything travels at such a huge rate faster than so my question is then do you get desensitized to trends like at this point I don't want to yeah. be on trend because there is no there's no time to actually integrate the trend but now we're living in a time where people who've lived through the trends like in our our parents generation right they weren't recycling trends right no because they were starting their own new trends like up until up until uh, the 90s the 90s the 90s no the 90s recycled the 70s the 80s kind of maybe had some 60s influence i would say yeah i would say but but not okay so the 80s like from when our childhood forward trends have started to recycle 
and now we're just like mass like looking at everything from the past and now bringing it forward but that wasn't a thing that ever happened beforehand and now like we're actually at a point where we can be like we are not taking that trend we know how this is working yeah like we're not rise jeans no and millennials millennials are now like i did that i realized that this came from another time i lived through the first time of this like trend being come back now it's coming back again now i know i'm not doing this because i also like have taken a stance against my body and my body says no to this like it's you just know, not and happening you teach your children like Raz, i got her really wide bell bottoms that drag and she wanted to wear them on a rainy day and i said absolutely not my mom didn't say no to me because she didn't really know i yeah, will say that, no you will wait until a sunny day yeah and no that's puddles. a that's a good that that's a very smart mom because right? we all know what happens in those bell bottoms drag in the rain yeah and it's just and they also just don't make denim like they used to and it's a lot more no. stretch and i'm like it's just going to be elastic tearing and not denim and it's well no but you know what's going to happen they pull down and your butt's out well that too <laughs> so we digress <laughs> but i think i don't know when when we when you sit in this kind like kind of mindset of retrograde it it's you know thinking about neptune you know pulling it to randomly neptune it is it aren't we in a neptune sun something right opposition right now let let me look in my calendar or we just were i think we just were um we're gonna be oh that's actually gonna be interesting yeah on the 24th there's gonna be a uh venus opposition to neptune which will be kind of interesting yeah the sun the sun neptune opposition's happening it hasn't happened yet it's happening like tomorrow it's happening tomorrow oh shoot i'm like just pissed uh i missed it oh the 16th oh and i have it circled look at me there we go i was like i was looking at what was circled and actually didn't look at it yeah so the 16th and then oh we have um tomorrow is also uh venus square uh mars Mm -hmm. yes which is also big yeah look at us uh look at us knowing the stuff's happening when you take when you take that kind of square in that opposition so you have a square of values and action kind Mm -hmm. of hitting each other like where's the tension like what actions do you want to take to make your value structure better like that's what i'm thinking with Mm -hmm. libra like where can you bring balance within how you move through the world but also how you want to structure your worlds mm-hmm. um, for yourself for your individual self but then when you look at that that neptune opposition the sun and it's retrograde it's like i'm just where can you break the delusions that you've created for yourself yeah there's so much delusion and so much like like and things it's for you, that you, individual this yeah. is an individual thing yeah and like the fact that the the square of Venus and Mars are both happening in air signs, like like there is this need that you are like you're trying to like process it and work through it, and like it is mental, and it is like it's 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 taking mental leaps forward, which is difficult, 
but necessary for this retrograde it's almost like it's almost like i'm almost thinking of uh like quicksand or something like that and it's like you finally actually are given the rope to pull yourself out but like you're the one who has to pull yourself out it's not the person who gave you the rope it's like struggling through it and getting out um and maybe the sand the quicksand is all a delusion and you're just you know tripping balls it makes me think of those like remember those like those sand jars that you would make at like a fair or like a uh like whatever like I would make my amusement park and I get like, very angry and mix it up like you have all those colors and you're trying to like trying to put it all in there and like shove the sand through and the colors and try to get it like spoke and make it pointy yeah like I'm trying to make this like cool desert scene but like I never had the capability to make that cool desert scene and it like kind of just like up and like yeah and then like the people who like there's those people who could make it and then there was yeah the people who like have like a Sagittarius placement who just shake it all up and be like fuck it fuck this (laughs) and then there's like the kids who are like the true artists like the pisces kids just sitting there like i'm going to make sister. it perfect and at the park at the, the, the fair and she'd like want to stay there the entire time and i'd be like can we just go yeah and then yeah but then after you finally make this motherfucker you're stuck with it and like what the hell are you gonna do and with your it? parents say you can't carry it you, you buy it you carry it That's yeah it. and so now you're stuck with this like thing that you made in this like weird glass jar and you're like how are you supposed to ride a ride with and then you like car? set it in your room and it just collects dust until until, you until you're like yeah until you move out and your parents are like you're taking this i'm throwing it away and you're like oh but i need that when i was a kid and it's so important but i don't want it in my new house <laughs> and that and that's really that's that is that square right because it's that yeah. like it's the tension of what do you want to bring into your personal structure, right? Like, do yeah. you want to take along the BS that has just been collecting dust? Or are you ready to shatter the delusion that it was um, a masterpiece? <laughs> it was not. I mean, and there are some things that are BS that like, yes, have meaning. Like, what if that was, you know, then bring that along with you. But this is where you reassess. That's what that square is. That's I would- is yeah, a I, I would really like to meet the person who that sand jar really made a, okay. a, a, an impact on their life and they're so, like this is an important like part of my life and I will carry the sand jar with me forever side note I randomly saw a tiktok the other day of Ro- uh, antiques roadshow of a person who had one of those sand jars that was actually professionally made in the 1800s and it was done by an artist and like worth ten thousand dollars what i'll have to find it i think i saved it i oh created i created all these folders in my tiktok wow i'm so First. surprised by you virgo yeah. rising but uh but yeah it was like so, i was like what <laughs> this guy was like yeah it's just been in like the attic just like, chilling know, orders like worth like, 10 grand everything, you know? but the they say they say these things are worth this price but things are only worth that price if someone's willing to buy it who's willing to buy an 1800 sand jar but an 18 year old tiktoker who is worth like 20 million dollars now that's those logan people who like buy the pokemon now (laughs) buy pokemon cards and open them to find out they're fake okay lighter note but also is pretty dark because i think these people have really changed our society uh kim kardashian 
our Libra-esque queen who is being dragged through the mud right now with the Ray <laughs> J stuff and, you know, Kris Jenner and the sex tape and all of that exposure is not looking so great for her. I mean, not really. I don't think it'll change anything, <laughs> but it's just bringing into light, I think, more clarity of how um, constructed their fame is, if you I'm- know what I mean. It's funny as like we, you know, there is the battle of the Instagram and the TikTok and like I was watching, I was watching, I don't know, I think it was a reel actually, which is kind of funny, but uh, on the like fact that like, you know, it like is Instagram downtrending is like Instagram is one thing, like you're showing your life the way that you would like want it to be or want to be perceived by. And it's, that's the Kardashians. And then you like get onto TikTok and that's just people being real. Yeah. And I don't I think know. That's definitely. And like, that's where we're go. That's where we're going. And that's yeah. why like, like Lizzo and some other like people do so well because they're just being real to who they are. And it's so refreshing what, after, because yeah, no one, of, none of us can live in that Pinterest world. And I, I mean, I think for me, back back to the mental health that we started, as I've put such a huge amount of pressure on myself to have like a Pinterest house. Mm. And it's something that I am not a hundred percent, like it's a little bit out of something that I'm capable of doing, but I ex- think that everyone expects me to have that like kind of Pinterest well put together house and it's put me in such a like a panic state of having people come over to my house because it's something that is actually so personal to me that it's made me completely nuts trying to live up to this thing that I'm not able to do like I want to be able to be that person I see all the pictures I watch the things I watch the like organizing things like all the like housing things of like what's my personal like housing style? And it's like funny, it's that it's not my fashion that puts me in a tailspin. It's actually like my interior design, the thing that I actually, I think struggle with more has -hmm. put me into like such a panic. Well, it's, you know, I think a lot of the reason why and maybe why it's so important now is because it's not just your home, it's your family's home. So there's the pressure of making it perfect not for you, but for other people. And that is, and like for people who are going to come into your home and judge the unit that you are, like for me, if I was just living by myself and like had people come over and it was a mess, I wouldn't, I'd be like, okay, whatever. But like it, people coming into my home and not seeing it look a certain way, that's judging everyone who lives in my environment and like I that gives makes me have pressure like oh gosh like I don't want our friends or my kids friends but I I feel the same way like there's there's so much pressure on having um a life that's just not attainable for a lot of people and there's that whole trend of like doing it on a budget or doing it but it's not about them I mean a lot of it is about money I mean you look at some of these people and it's like they had someone they hired someone to come in and organize their home or they have a staff 
or they at least have a cleaning person or an organizer that comes in. But there's other things that like people have that can keep them on task. And I was actually just talking um, to a friend about this is like, you know, I force myself to not force, I enjoy, but I have, we have like a standing dinner with our neighbors that like I host. Yeah. And it is as much for them, it is for me because it helps me make sure that my house is at least presentable. (laughs) And it like keeps me like regimented Mm -hmm. um, and like never getting too comfortable enough for them. Like they can come in when it's like not perfectly organized and clean, but like not live lived in. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's also like, I don't even know where I was going with this, but it's like, I don't know. I've kind of given up like screw the Kardashians. And like, I hate the fact, like it really irked me. And like, it irked me so much for the BS that it was that like Kim changed her aesthetic so aggressively this past month, like her whole, Oh yeah. And like, not like that. Like, I don't, I think it's BS at the fact that like, yeah, we can take her back as a white woman because she is like, you know what I mean? Like those are all the memes going around of like, oh, Kim's now white, a woman, like a white woman again, look at her, you know what I mean? She's been, you know, dressing up as, you know, a person of color for so long or at least utilizing the culture for her own. Um, yeah, u- utilizing the culture. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care. Like she's always been, a she's always been that to me, but it's pisses me off because what it's going to do it's going to shift the mentality back to white culture aesthetics which are insanely harmful for every human being yeah and that's where I was mad I was mad at the fact that like we're gonna go back to being super skinny again but there has to be a or you know what I mean there has to be a point when we we like everything is a trend curve yeah and like there has to be a point of reckoning with the kardashians being the trend and i'm wondering if that's happening now i think maybe with this her their retrograde moment which is this whole scandal with the og sex tape um that like maybe this is enough not for them to lose their money or get canceled but enough for them not to be the um the cultural guideposts yeah i mean there has to be a point when there's other people and and i think this also comes with generational yeah like we're shifting into we're shifting into a jet gen z is taking over where millennials like they they are now coming into being full full adults mm-hmm. living a full adult like, life adult life now in their early 20s and they are kind of and they don't really like stand for this bullshit like they don't yeah Gen Z doesn't want to stand for this like fake ass bullshit they're like we've seen too much harmful things happen in our young lives and we're not standing for the shit. Like they are Pluto Sagittarius. Yeah. And that's the thing that you have to remember. Like they're, they want to change things from what they were. And I think that's a point where you're like, you're going to see this happening. I mean, I, there ha- it has to be like, we can't, we can't stick with 
one family being the like yeah end all be all like of our it, fashion I, I think it has I think it will shift I mean and I'm I'm wondering I'm I'm really wondering if this this retrograde season is that for them if this is the kind of uh, what did I I wrote something down earlier I said oh with everything happening um I wrote down radical change and the shift will happen quick like this is that time where like the radical change over the next like two months I think there's going to be true radical change yeah so I'm just gonna be quick I just think that they're like the emergence like Instagram will always I think have a place because I think there is a complete there is there's a system there's this money there's a thing driving Instagram but like as we move into this more TikTok like and we've been like this isn't new like but we've been there for a while as we move into like more into the like seeing the influence of TikTok though like you have to like take those the people who are doing that well and so push them forward more interesting I was watching a um like a forecaster like a like a social media analytical forecaster talking about how um TikTok is not going to rival social media in the future it's going to rival cable companies and streaming services yeah I saw that you saw that so Mm -hmm. I do think that there is that's going to be one of the shifts so I do think that like Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook will literally be one thing over here and Twitter too um and then actual content creation TikTok is going to be this bridge to streaming networks um Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering where that's going to go I, I wonder um how that'll actually play out Mm-hmm. Um, because you have to think about it. I mean, how many people do we know that are on TikTok who do not create anything and but are utilizing it every day, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah. Instagram, I look at it, but I post more frequently. Like I, I create content on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas TikTok, it is not content created. It's not content driven for me. It's just for me to watch and consume. Yeah, so I think it's a really, and it's an interesting dynamic to look at um, over the next few months. Because I do think, I do think once we get into the new year, this is really where that shift, that shift of whenever Aquarius. you actually want to think the the age of Aquarius is beginning, we're we're coming into that energy pretty strongly yeah. at the beginning of next. Well, year. I mean it's reality tv at its rarest it's like most genuine point people being able to put out their full lives created and like done by themselves but doing it in such a raw form i mean that's where reality television stemmed from if you think think about it that's like that's that's the real world the real world yeah real world was real people living in a house together like the only thing that was produced was literally their living environment other than that they put different people together in a house but like the real version like the first version of real world was just putting i would say like the first five seasons were were i think luna wants to watch the real world maybe that's a new thing maybe that's what I need to get it back into watch real world seasons I tried to rewatch like Laguna Beach and the hills it's hard 
I never watched any of them. I'm, I watched I missed them a lot, like live, like back in the day. And then I rewatched like The Hills a, maybe four or five years ago. But then I tried putting it on the other day and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I have everything that came out in the early 2000s, I missed. Well, yeah, because did you have cable? Well, I was in college That's what I'm saying. and I had, I don't even know if I had a TV some points. I mean, it was plug-in cable where you get. Yeah. Like I did, I did not have cable at all. And I didn't like, I remember going to different people's houses to try to watch sex in the city. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you would go to the one friend's house who had HBO. Who had like the older roommate who had a job. I mean, yeah, there were like my, my, my friend, Robbie, she was the one whose parents, her parents sprung for the HBO for us. And we would all go over and watch sex in the city at her house because she was the one who had it. And like, that's the way we like lived. Um, But yeah, like anything from the 2000s, the early 2000s, I missed it. Cause I just like between college working, I didn't have cable. I didn't have maybe even a working television. I was lucky if I had a bathroom that was in my apartment. So like, you you didn't miss much. You were living life. I was living life. Apparently the thing that I've realized is I was living in Greenwich village at the same time Felicity was, because she was going to apparently going to NYU at the same time. I watched Felicity. I was going to college and like, I was like, we were in college together at the same time living in Manhattan together, but obviously I was actually there really hair and then cut it really short. I I missed all of these things. I didn't know it. I was trying to, I was trying to watch Felicity. Dean and DeLuca. And so, oh yeah. I've been to, I mean, I remember, I remember they closed it. When did they close? They closed it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Before the pandemic. Yeah. Right before the pandemic. When so I was really shifting, but like the, I like definitely had been into the Dean and like, I just missed that whole time though, that whole time frame. You lived it. And, but I remember going into that Dean and DeLuca multiple times in my life. And I was like, I can't afford anything here. And I walked out like, that was definitely, that's a memory for me. And like sandwiches were so expensive. I never, I never bought anything there. And then I never went back in again, but like when like on the devil in the devil wears Prada, when like Adrian Grenier is like, I bought all these things at Dean and DeLuca. I like felt that so hard. Like he's like, he's like, cause you quit your job. And I was just like, I never could afford anything at Dean and DeLuca. I was so poor. So, so many places you couldn't afford. That's the so thing many. that no people like don't remember. Like I was, I was just so brutally poor. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. It was brutally so hard. Poor. That's that's perfect way to put it. When you like sleep in one bedroom apartment with three or four people. Oh yeah. We had a studio with three of us in it. My poor roommate, she and this girl, they had this random loft bed that they would share together. Yeah, we it had was... an IKEA loft bed. And our our apartment is close to the ceiling. Our part we lived off 35th Street. Our apartment was above a Korean restaurant. So it always smelled like kimchi. All the time, 24-7, you'd open up our door. It smelled like kimchi. I mean, and it was just like, it was very distinct. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's a very distinct smell. Um, so I, I think we should, we're like, 
this is this is just us talking maybe maybe we come up with these conversations these uh episodes where it's just us talking but yes i feel like this is very retrograde of us every retrograde episode we've done is always just us rambling about bs and i love it so much and i know everyone else loves it you have to love it otherwise you wouldn't be still listening to our 50 (laughs) listeners i love our 50 listeners love you so much there have been a few episodes that we've gotten like over a couple hundred listens so like thanks everyone i love you all anyone who is listening to this i love you and you do you know i love you we know you so we We know you you're definitely our friend (laughs) um what else was i gonna say but yeah i think i don't know to wrap up september and early october retrograde season it's been a hard time and i think we should all just take a collective deep breath and just say it's all fucking bullshit and it's okay seek some help whatever that help is to you um as long as it's healthy in a way that is uh mindful and uh nutritious for your body and soul and mind um, trying to use words that are not triggering so yeah thank you everyone thanks for listening to us ramble i appreciate it greatly and uh we'll uh, come back in a couple of weeks with something else to talk about maybe that uh new moon that's popping up oh yeah we have new moon, new moon. yeah, yeah. New moon and the equinox maybe we'll do something for that so oh, thank well, you maybe grounded y'all <laughs> what what all right bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of magic on the patio for more information about this week's guest co-host head over to our instagram at magic on the patio